It's New York Comic Con, a special Star Wars Report podcast. In this episode, we're talking to John Lang about all the new book announcements. We catch up with Mark Newbold from Fanta Tracks and get his reaction to the Mandalorian news and much more on the Star Wars Report podcast. The fusion of fandom and the force. This is the Star Wars Report podcast. All right, live from the floor uh, at the Tops booth, New York Comic Con. Once again, we're talking to Mark Von Olin from Tops. Dude, how's it going, man? I'm great. Thank you for coming to the booth. Hope you're having a good show. Always, always. I'm exhausted. I'm not even gonna lie. You've been and here like ten minutes. I've been actually quite literally. Hang on. Let me look at the. Let me look at the time. I've been here one hour and fifteen minutes. Oh wow. Okay. And that's not enough time to be tired because I've got two more days of this. New York Comic Con has become such a behemoth. There's like 150,000 people here. Jeez. I will tell you, it felt like we had that many people at our booth about an hour ago. Ashley yeah. Eckstein was here. I saw that. Yeah, that was awesome. She's the best. She did. We did a free signing with her for the first 50 fans. So we had. Oh, dude, awesome. Um, and for anyone who couldn't make it, first of all, thank you for everyone who came. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. She loves the fans. We love having her. Uh, we also had her sign a few pieces for the website. So oh, cool. if you missed out on Ashley in person, you can go to StarWarsAuthentics.com okay. and we'll have her autographed photos up on the site in about a week. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Keep uh, an eye on that for Authentics. Actually, uh, talk a little bit about what you guys are doing here at New York Comic Con. Ooh, there's a lot going on and it's not just for the Star Wars geeks. So for okay. some reason you're tuning in about other things. Um, we've got a special card set that's a crossover between Garbage Pail Kids, you know, from the 80s, which is still hot and we still do stuff every year, but everyone knows it from the 80s. It's a crossover with Stranger Things. And we're calling it Stranger Kids. Wait, and, yeah. the, and I think I'm looking at it right here. So this, is, a, the, we, this is the Garbage Pail Kids set that's just out right now. Okay. Just our regular set that's in stores. But the promo, um, or the the show exclusive is a crossover and it's all done upside down style interpret- oh dude, like nice. GPK interpretations of the kids it's very cool that's amazing and all we're right. coming out with a Stranger Things card set later this year oh. so be on the lookout like a proper season one Stranger Things card set oh nice yeah. and it's and it's what season three is coming out soon too season three will be out in, on air I think early next year I know so we'll be caught up by the time I think season three hits with like season two cards oh nice yeah. that's a, well it's also like as an, as an Atlanta homeboy it's funny it's it's like there's it's because it's like the walking dead it's like a home yep. uh, show that's awesome I visited the home the, uh, the little town where they film walking dead and it was delicious yep. yeah I loved it no I literally I, I grew up my parents house is like 25 minutes from that place. Oh, it's wow. it's uh, it's amazing. All right, but let's talk yeah. about it. Star, Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. For yes. this. So um, I, I gotta get your reaction. Uh, I, and just a second ago, Come on, I'm what still. News? There's nothing yeah, I was like, going no, on. there's no Star Wars. Yeah. No, The Mandalorian. John oh, Favreau. Boy. It's official. We I, know what's happening. I, and being a licensee, this couldn't be better news because everyone on that list of directors was very exciting. Yeah. Dave Filoni doing his first live action. Bryce Dallas Howard. That came out of nowhere. Like yeah. I'm so excited about that. Uh, Taka Waititi, who, you know, if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, go watch his other stuff because he's yeah. funny all the time. So I don't know how he's gonna, what he's going to bring to a serious-looking show like this, but I'm excited to see it because I think he's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the list goes on. Uh, I think the premise is interesting. It's set in a cool time period, post-Return of the Jedi, pre-The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, and live-action Mandalore, or Mandalorians. Yeah. You can't, you can't well, say no to that. And let's, let's, let's also... Par- uh, you, you briefly mentioned it there. I, the thing I want to park on the fact is that we're getting live-action Mandalorians, 
Dave Filoni is directing live action. Yes. And I think that's one thing that kind of gets, that's something fans have been clamoring with so long. It, you can't help but just be like, really hopeful for the future that it allows more live action Filoni. Yeah. I would love to see that. I, and here's the thing, if Dave wants to do live action, he should have at it. If yes. he wants to stick to animation, just animation, I'm happy with that too. Whatever storytelling he's going to give us, regardless of medium, I'm in. Yeah. I love Dave, I think he's great. Um, I also want to throw out there a very big thank you to Kathleen Kennedy for making all this happen yeah. because she gets a lot of heat for all the bad stuff that happens. Sure. This is also due to her, yeah. so let's give her the credit where it's due. Yes, no, for sure, because it, it shows that willingness where uh, Lucasfilm as a whole, led by Kathleen Kennedy, is with, specifically with Dave continuing to bridge that gap of the pre-Disney era. Yep. And uh, as much as people uh, whine about that not being the case, like wh when you see um, you know, Clone Wars coming back and when you see Dave Filoni being involved in the upcoming series, it's just encouraging to fans of uh, the previous era of Disney and, of course, the new one, too. Yeah, and I can't wait for Clone Wars. Yeah. I think that's going to be... I think that should be their signature series. It seems like The Mandalorian will be, yeah. um, but I wish they could do another 10 seasons of Clone Wars. More untold missions, um, stuff that happens after Order 66. Yes, it wouldn't really be the please. Clone Wars, but, you know, it's the post-Clone Wars. It's the PTSD of the Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I could see that being a story if, they, if this is successful, and I don't know what they'll use to measure success on a streaming service. Yeah. Um, but I, I have a feeling that the final season of Clone Wars will not be the end of the stories of those characters, just and, as a fan. And there's, a, there's more. The nice thing about Clone Wars or Resistance or, or future shows, it's just the ability to, I don't know, be, uh, be free from the constraints of, a of what it takes to be successful on television yeah. versus like Netflix has so much creative freedom uh, to invest what they want in storytelling. And as long as the show's successful, they get to measure what's successful enough not ratings, not advertisers. It's like it's 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 kind of it's pure direct consumer. Yeah. We get to we get to go directly. And you can take yeah. some risks. You can try new things. Yes. You don't have to invest in the same type of budget. Um, and even if you looked at the director list, now that we have a TV show, what are there six directors? They I announced? know, right? You get one director for a movie, and then like a backup director, and maybe if they get fired, you get another one. But yeah, like, yeah. really, you get one director. Yeah. Oh, no. Awesome. Sorry. Awesome. No worries. Maybe more of these. Yeah. There's. All right, so final question then. Uh, so for Tops and the future of Star Wars, I don't know how much you can or can't say, but like with Resistance, with Clone Wars, are you guys going to have some cool stuff uh, coming up? I have some really exciting news on the Star Wars Authentics run, and this was broken by our good friends at the Wookiee Gunner. Okay. Um, you know Jonah Marie. Of course, yeah. She will be releasing every Monday morning a preview of all of the new official photos oh. from Star Wars Resistance no that way. will go live every day. So she is the animation expert in our community um, and was at the press event. So, um, and I know her a little bit. She's a fellow New Yorker like me. Yes, so yes. Um, I was like, hey, you want to break the news every Monday? And she's like, yes. Nice. So you will get new official photos for Resistance after every new episode. Um, and oh, this nice. Monday, the 8th, yeah. is a double episode. It's episodes 101 and 102, the pilot. Um, or the, I'm sorry, the recruit. Yes. Mm -hmm. The recruit. I keep calling it the pilot because that would make more sense. I, I, um, and there are 70 photos or so that are going to go live on the site. And then we'll do another 25 or 30 every week. Um, so that's on the animation front and the photo front. On the new signer front, we just added Sam Witwer a little while ago from oh, nice. you know, Maul yeah, from, yeah. Um, from Solo, um, which is very exciting, and also Maul from Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like, I've, I saw some new, some, when the Blu-ray came out, some promo imagery that was just yeah. amazing because like in the movie, it's just like the crackly blue. So yeah. are you guys going to have the actual like full costume and stuff for that? So Ray Park actually has some of those photos on his, uh, you know, he goes to a lot of conventions. He ordered from us those promo shots. Oh, nice. Uh, our signed shots on the site right now are from Sam, and we've got him in the hologram. Okay. So, but uh, we do have him holding the lightsaber. Nice. So he looks super sick. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then we've got, um, you know, uh, 
here at the show, we've got um, Star Wars Authentics autographs for sale, and this whole weekend, uh, special discount on the site, 10% off and free shipping. Oh, awesome. So as this podcast goes live, this is day one, so you guys, you guys have 24, 36 hours. Uh, so check out, it's at tops.com, uh, and of course, uh, to StarWarsAuthentics.com for the Star Wars stuff. Awesome. Anything else you would uh, like the Star Wars Report listeners to know? Mark, as always, we really appreciate you talking to us. Yeah, no, thank you for coming by. Um, if you're in New York, come to the booth. We're booth, two, we're booth 454 at New York Comic Con on the second floor. Um, and we've got giveaways, we've got promo cards, and we're going to give you some stuff to give away. Awesome, yeah, stay tuned for that as well. We're going to have some cool giveaways as well. Thanks so much. Right. You're Thanks. listening to the Star Wars Report. Faster, more intense. If I could take you up in all right, live from the much calmer press lounge at <laughs> New York Comic Con. Uh, day one continues, and uh, sitting right across from me is the one and only Mark Newbold from Fanthatrax. What's up, Mark? <laughs> Thanks for the introduction. I'm very good. How are you? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a lot happier now that I'm sitting down and I've had some food and... Uh, dollar turkey sandwiches can't be beat. Listen, I think the fact that I paid $11 for a turkey sandwich made it taste better. I think that's a thing. I don't know. Maybe also it's the fact that I'm that tired. Um, but no, uh, I just actually wanted to take your temperature on some Star Wars stuff. Do you, do, you like, do you mind talking about Star Wars? That's the one with the pointy-eared guy, isn't it? Yep, that's the one. Exactly. Yeah. No, all right. So the big news, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday they made it official. It's the, I almost said the bounty hunter again. I keep almost calling this the bounty hunter. We're getting used to so much new Star Wars. It's a film that was so good. <laughs> Gerard Butler is going to star. No, The Mandalorian, of course. This is the, uh, this is the John Favreau series. And uh, we got a bunch of directors, and we got our first promo image. Uh, let's start with the image. Have you had a chance to really take a look at it much? I've had a good look at the image. I was, I was stoked. You might not know Matt Booker that does Fantasy Tracks with us, does all the social media. He's a bit of a Fett fan. So okay. anything Mando, he's into it. So uh, early on in this trip, we went over to Tom Spina's place okay. uh, in uh, Long Island, and we saw all of his Mando uh, furniture and all the wall art that he does. So obviously Mando stuff is important to him, nice. to Matt, and, and to Tom. Uh, but for me, I love the look of it. I thought that gunslinger vibe that they're going it, for. Very Western. Yeah, very Western. And it reminded me, do you remember when they did the Old Republic trailers, like the cinematic trailers they did? Yes. And there was a guy with a big wide-brimmed hat, yeah, yeah. and he definitely had that gunslinger, that bandolero vibe. It's yeah. got that about it, which, for me, right up my alley. I mean, down to, he has the bandolier across the chest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even the, the I was looking at the, the pistol that he has. It's hard to see, but it definitely has, like, a wooden-looking yeah. um, hilt and stuff. Wood. That needs yeah. to be grill wood. That's yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, I'm excited. I wasn't really sure what to uh, expect, uh, but I guess the fact that it's Mandalor that it's the Mandalorians, they're back. And it's Favreau and as well, because I mean Favreau's been there, hasn't he, with, with the Mando story in Clone yeah. Wars? And do you think? I wonder if his, him playing Previsla is what sort of got him into Mando culture, and that's what made got him the gig. I wonder. I would love. That. Well, here we go. We both would love to interview him and ask yeah. him that because, like you say, it's, was was he brought in to the storyline in Clone Wars? Just. It could have been a Wookiee as much as easy. It could yeah. have been a Mando, or, or did he show an interest in the Mandalorian stuff? Because I interviewed Ray Park very recently, and he said if he ever came back for the new films, I said, "Well, what would you want to play?" And he went, "Oh, Mandalorian. I'd want to be Boba Fett." So I don't know whether he was queuing us up for a role in the yeah. TV series or what. Maybe Ray Park's in the TV series. I don't know, but yeah. well, Ray Park will never be back in Star. Oh wait, <laughs> they chopped him in half. Bottom half's got to come back yet. No, uh, totally. Um, yeah, and I and then of course there's the directors. We got a bunch of them uh, down to Bry Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm going off the top of my head. Oh, but the one that of course jumped out to me is Taika Waititi. Oh, stoked about that! I absolutely love Thor Ragnarok, and that's one of those funny films that some people got it and some people didn't because yeah. it's kind of unique sort of 
style. It's it's one of the most rewatchable Marvel movies. I just watched it like the third time in a row and had a blast. It's that. And, well, for me, it's that and Guardians. Yeah. Either I like both Guardians. Yeah. They're 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 pretty much same level for me. But yeah. but yeah, Thor Ragnarok's an easy easy watch. I I think and and of course he's known for his style of humor. But like I also want a a a Kiwi Cork type character in Star Wars. <laughs> like. Or maybe that maybe he is playing that 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 lone gunslinger. That's the crossover character. Korg's gonna be in like, Hi guys. <laughs> it's like, it's a, just put this over here and then over there. And <laughs> Korg is like the, my favorite character in all of Marvel. I, we do need a Korg in Star Wars. Korg needs Korg needs the Korginator. It needs his own film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I, I yeah. It's it's also just hard to keep up with because this is on the streaming service. We've got Resistance. We've got Clone Wars coming out. Um, we got episode nine, and that's what's official. And then what's unofficial left? I'm like, I'm taking inventory of the amount of Star Wars coming. Well, we we'd heard at Phantom Tracks that Kenobi was like weeks away from starting, and they put the pause button on that. So you've got to assume at some point Kenobi's going to happen. Yeah. And then then there was the must not speak of film that was the sequel to Solo. There isn't actually a sequel to Solo, but involved a lot of other stuff oh, yeah. that was at early stages. So th- there's lots of bits and bobs that are floating around. Plus, plus don't forget the, the um, Game of Thrones guys, whose name is I can never remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hoff, da- yeah. Yep. David Weiss and something Benny Hoff. There you go. It's close enough. Near enough. I'll, I'll do. We know what we're talking about. So they've got that and Ryan Johnson's trilogy as well. So there's, there's still a lot knocking around. Yeah, and, and the Ryan Johnson trilogy, they announced, right? They've... They've more than heavily alluded to it. I don't know if they've actually pinned. I feel like that was in one of the StarWars.com press releases as like a one line, and that's the only official thing we've got. And but retconned if needed. Do you think? Yeah, I was gonna. Speaking of, do you? I'm actually curious. What do you thought of the um, the Bob Iger interview where he when he talked about the future of Star Wars and the volume of release and how they're. He, he kind of took responsibility for the the floodgates being open a little too wide. As an as an old fart fan who's used to them coming out every three years and then the sixteen year gap. I don't want a sixteen year gap again because I ain't getting any younger. But but I think releasing one year is too much because it doesn't. It's not an event anymore. So if you, but I think eighteen months to two years you can hype it up to be an event. That you know, no disrespect to Last Jedi or to Solo. I absolutely adore Solo. Um, it didn't feel like an event and too many general cinema goers just didn't know it was out I, I have plenty of friends who when I said have you seen Solo what's that new Star Wars film didn't that come out at Christmas no no the one about Han Solo yeah. Harrison Ford's back no I've had that exact conversation oh the one that came out at Christmas yeah right and, yeah. exactly and they really did miss a huge trick with that because I, I mean I get, we were talking earlier I absolutely love that film and I think they really messed it up horribly that film shouldn't even be out yet that shouldn't be out till December yeah. I don't know what the logic was because obviously if you go to the cinema and you're a general cinema goer you're either going to see Mary Poppins or Han Solo I mean yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean no yeah. if you're going to see one or you're going to see the other you could, yeah, and people can go and see both they're, they're not in competition yeah. it's counter programming so I just didn't get the logic for that yeah yeah, no, it's, and it was interesting to hear, um, and I think actually encouraging to hear uh, a CEO like Bob Iger actually just admit that and be like, "Yeah, you know what? We're gonna kind of we're, we've still got these projects on the on the burner." And he was specific about the Benioff and Weiss series, and he was specific about Episode Nine. He did not mention the Ryan Johnson, which of course, like the people who are not fans of Ryan Johnson, seemed very excited about. I don't know that I read too much into it. I don't know. No, you're right, and, and I think these things are very carefully thought through and very careful certainly in press releases they're very carefully worded and, and, and Iger's a sharp cookie he knows what he's saying I, I always think back to I think it was Celebration Essen 
when Kathy Kennedy was talking about the music for Force Awakens and mentioned that John was doing John Williams was doing the music for seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. But of course, she was only supposed to announce that he was doing the music for seven, and uh, it became a big thing. And so yeah. I think they're probably very careful about what they yeah. say and how they say it. But I know uh, Iger, yeah, he. He got a little bit rattled in places when people were asking certain questions, but and I think the streaming service as well. I mean, that's gonna. I, I, we had a discussion with the Fanta team the other day. I think physical formats are gonna fade away. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, it'll just be if you want to see Star Wars, pay you seven dollars. Well, a month. and and I think one thing that we've known for years in the network era of uh, television was HBO had the financial freedom to just build their own subscribers and just if they had the funding, tell great stories and commit like through a whole season instead of network television where it's like you get three episodes that's ah, not enough and now with netflix we're seeing this sort of online version of that so i really my fingers are really crossed that the um the streaming service is able to be funded to have the kind of creative creative freedom that you have to really commit to a series yeah and also because i think they i think the initial word was they were going to do 10 episodes of the live action and the latest we heard was eight so doing less i don't think that's a bad thing no not at all, at all you know and, and they're spending, what, $10 million an episode? $12 million an episode? Jeez, yeah. So, Which is Game of Thrones budget right exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, they're wrapping up. I think they're, they're doing six episodes, final season, $15 million an episode. So it's stupid money. Amazon are doing a 10-episode, yep. uh, you know, Lord of yeah. the Rings. It's like $20 million an episode. So $1 billion they've laid down for five seasons. Frightening money. Yeah. But it, it, it's the kind of thing where they can, they're can they obviously investing financially. Hopefully, the product that we see from Star Wars is comparable to what we've seen with Game of Thrones or other just, like, really good... Some of Netflix's most amazing series. And we haven't gotten that in Star Wars television. Star Wars television has still been very serialized and more kid-oriented, and I'm very excited to see uh, something new. Yeah. And it points to what you just said, is the fact that they're making this commitment, and they're playing the long game. Yep. You know, and it's not a lot of syndication. You know, Next Generation had to get to 100 episodes to get into syndication. It's yeah. not, that's not how it works anymore, thank goodness. Yeah. You know, And so, yeah, they can play the long game, and if season one's not the bit, I think it will be. I can't see it not. And the quality's there, and you know, if the, you know, everyone's going to go all in on it. But so if it wasn't a monster hit on season one, but a sizable hit, then they'll do season two, and it'll build. Discovery's going through the same thing right now with Star yeah. Trek. You know, they'll it'll build, it'll build. Yeah. No, I've I've sort of because like Discovery, um, I'm one of those sort of satellite Star Trek fans that I've I'm exposed to like Next Generation a little bit. I've seen some of the original, but I'm not a huge fan. But because of my friends, keep a few more keep getting into it. Um, where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm tempted, I'm tempted, and then eventually I'll I'll probably buy in and, and watch it all. It's, it's uh, I'm biased because I write for the official yeah. mag, but, but yeah, it's I like I like Discovery. Yeah. It started off <laughs> going tangents here. It started off feeling very much not like Star Trek, yeah, yeah. and by the end of season one, it couldn't have been more Star Trek. Okay. Which, which again, playing that long view, it's like it was kind of genius, and now yeah. everyone's amped for season two. So and it's an amazing cast. That's the other thing that kind of gets me intrigued. So I'm, uh, you know, speaking of which, well, actually, this will be a good kind of parting question. So, future of Star Wars, um, which project are you uh, most excited about? Right now, probably Episode Nine because I think JJ's got the bit between his teeth. Yeah. Is my sense. But in all honesty, I'm really keen for Resistance. It's had a lot of it's had a lot of resistance. People seem to be, to be a little bit, a yeah. bit negative about it. And everything I've seen has just looked it's bright and colourful, flashy. I even like the music. It just reminded me of droids. So it's just got that, and that, that's that '80s vibe, which obviously yeah. I'm going to get into. So I'm, I'm excited for that. But really, in all honesty, it is this Mandalorian series. I think the options, the potential, and those yeah. directors, the light and shade of different styles of directing. I think it could be something really unique. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think for me, the sort of the, the safe, the thing I know I'm going to love that I just look forward to just like 
the nostalgia, which is so funny that this is nostalgia now, but Clone Wars coming back. Like, <laughs> we're having this, uh, the, I'm, I get to be nostalgic for a TV show that's like barely, you know, 10 years old. Um, but it's funny how that works. And, and so that's what I like. That's the, that's the fast food. That's what I know I'm going to like. Um, but as far as what I'm most intrigued about, it's definitely nine. I, it'll be fascinating. It's the potential to be like, the greatest achievement a filmmaker can make. If he can make a great film that unites Star Wars fandom and is a huge hit, hit uh, like The Force Awakens was, uh, you, game over. Like J.J. Abrams wins. It puts him in the same category as like his influencers. It's I think. To me, it's when Muhammad Ali came back and won his third heavyweight title in 1978. This episode nine is that yeah. to me because episode eight had its detractors and it's had its ups and downs it did okay, yeah it did well at the box office but it should have done a lot better I think yeah. even though it's still the ninth biggest hit or was and Black Panther's past it but you know the ninth biggest hit ever and all that malarkey uh, it, it, was, it still did nearly a billion less than Force Awakens so they've got to fix some patch some holes up there nevertheless it did great people like it uh, but I think Nine has got a, not an uphill struggle because I think people know it's, it, they're wrapping up the Skywalker saga. They're, they're really putting the nail on that one. So, and that's fine. They can move on. They can do standalones. They can go back to that era if they want to. You know, yeah. CG gets better every day, so there's options. Yep, yep. You know? But it's also it's JJ Abrams. It's like so much opportunity, and it's like his also final awesome ultimate opportunity to just like stick the middle finger at the uh, at the Lost fans who were bad at the ending of Lost which again he didn't even have anything to do with but he's like he's still known as like he's it, like in the geek community people still make the jokes about he doesn't know how to finish a story so if he like if he pulls this off I'm going to be really excited for I, a multitude I, of reasons I totally agree and I think I think you could end up with the best ever because when every Star Wars film all of them have had great finishes there's never been an anticlimactic end to a Star Wars film yeah. it's either had a nice bow wrapped on it or it's had a great scene that leads into something else I think episode 9 could finish and, and everyone in the theatre will just couldn't know it's the last one of this bunch of sort of 42 year old films by the time it's out will just stand up and applaud I've just got a feeling yeah. he's just going to absolutely kick it out of the park I hope so I, I really do hope so I'm optimistic about it I, I um we talk about it with you man. <laughs> exactly alright so uh, seriously man thanks so much for coming on the Star Wars Report as always uh, tell us all about what's going on over at uh, going on over at Fanta Tracks and uh, what what, uh, what do you have uh, coming up well tomorrow night is Beer Authority that's the most important thing and very world. important right here at the convention totally uh, but at the convention yeah. so we're, we're trawling around different uh, different Star Wars talks so we're catching different things from there uh, we've got obviously we're, we're uh, keeping up with the site as well so the site's ticking over lots of social media uh, if anybody is even vaguely interested just look for us at, at Fanta Tracks everywhere Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace. It's, you know, anywhere you want to find us, we're out there. Yep. It's super easy. Fanta Tracks, Fanta, like Bantha, but with an F. And uh, it's Bantha, Bantha Tracks for fans. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and it's FantaTracks.com. That's where you guys have everything. Thank you so much, Mark. This is the Star Wars Report Podcast boring conversation anyway. We're standing here, actually in the lower levels of the Javits Center, uh, having just wrapped up. I wasn't there, but he was. It's uh, John Lang. Uh, how's it going, man? Good, thanks. How are you? Uh, doing pretty well. Welcome to the Star Wars Report. Um, Thank you. I want to know all about all the book announcements I just missed because I was in the Wreck-It Ralph panel. So tell me about what, 
What, what's your big takeaway? You just finished up the um, the Lucas Publishing panel. Right, right. They had a whole host of book announcements, like uh, stuff they had already announced, but hadn't shown like covers for like the the Qui Gon and Anakin, or sorry, the Anakin. Yeah, Qui Gon, Obi Wan. Qui Gon, Obi Wan. Yeah, Qui Gon and Obi Wan book. Yeah, um, was that and Master and Apprentice? I think? Yeah, Master Apprentice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Which is absolutely beautiful. I'm actually pretty excited it's about really, that. Really, Who's gorgeous. the uh, reminding the author on this it one? Is, uh, it's Claudia Gray, right? Yeah, Claudia Gray's writing it. Yeah. Claudia Gray's writing that one. That's awesome. And they also have announced a new book by Alexander Freed oh, okay. called right. uh, Star Wars. What's it called again? Oh, um, wait. Uh, Star Wars Alphabet Squ- Squadron. So. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Alphabet Squadron? Yeah, apparently. Is this real life? This is not a prank, is this? Yeah, apparently it's not a prank. They, they don't have a cover yet for it, but it's about, like, the, the Resistance Alphabet. Squadron. Alphabet. Yeah. It's about the Resistance Squadron turning the tables on, on, the, on the First Order, and it's coming out at some point next year. So. Do they get into a spelling bee match? One would hope not. <laughs> I'm sorry. My rea- I, so you guys are getting my raw reaction to this. That is a very dumb sounding name. It I'm not gonna. Kind of, yeah, it is kind of weird. I still don't quite well, get it. Like, okay. We're standing, there's literally Star Wars authors and publishers right, right next to us. But that's an odd choice, right? Like that's a- just a tad bit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna buy it anyway. So what the heck? So it's like set rates. Is it? Uh, so it's first order era. Yeah, first order order era. The, you know the the newer the, the resistance fighting against the first order. Mm. Apparently with fighter pilots. Yeah. So X wings and that kind of thing. Are, so. are they big fans of soup? One would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna. St- I'm, all right. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Keep hitting me. All right. What else? Uh, what it, else did we miss? A whole bunch of comics that came out. Um, Charles Soule was finishing up his run with Vader with Vader number twenty-five. Okay. Um, they they had uh, Chuck Wendings. Chuck Wendings is coming out with a five-issue Shadow of Vader series, which includes an issue about with about the acolytes that he wrote about in Aftermath. Okay, so which I never read Aftermath, but all right, but kind of set me up because is this related or a follow-on to the Vader comic? Uh, no, it's a separate. It, apparently, it's a separate kind of issue. Okay. Um, but the acolytes are they're, they're one of the uh, the interludes okay. that were in the Aftermath series. They were not part of the actual main story, but there were little bits that he would insert, basically chapters of just like life in the galaxy. And it could be basically short stories. Yeah, the, yeah. And the, when I first read the book, the, the, the first Aftermath book, I got kept getting confused. Thinking, I heard a lot of that when it came out, yeah, like people being a little confused about it. Thinking it was going to be part of the, of the novel itself, and it's not. Then after, by the second book, when the second book came out, I yeah. realized, okay, just read the interludes first, then go back and read the, full, the, the main story. And it was great. I loved okay. it. Really, truly enjoyed it. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like a robot chicken style, where it's just yeah. like smash cut, something totally different. Exactly, yeah. So you yeah. just have to know, okay, this is a different thing. It's not going to come, it's not going to have a direct bearing on the main plot of the story mm. of the book, but it still just gives you a little fleshing idea, fleshing out of what life is like in the galaxy. And yeah. one of those interludes is going to be featured in one of his comics about the Acolytes of Vader. So the, and, and are the Acolytes, is that, uh, all I'm thinking is that's got to be related to, um, why am I suddenly blanking? I'm running on very little sleep, ladies and gentlemen. The, um, from The Force Awakens, the, the flashback, the, uh, Knights of Ren. Yes. Well, I, I got there, it took it, me a second. It's Knights of Ren also, like, you know, like, uh, when Kylo was sort of worshipping Vader's mask. Yeah. That's sort of what they're, they're trying to find artifacts of Vader, like be a mask. It sounds really sa- similar. Yeah, he's an old lightsaber. All that sort of stuff. So huh. maybe that's why I don't. He didn't say about that, but maybe that's what the that actually sounds like really interesting as a comic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like far more interesting than the alphabet suit. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop. I'm being too salty. It's actually uh, the the Vader thing. I'm that's that's what jumps out to me most is what I'm most interested in because I'm more comics anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's uh, that's a good hit. And I guess um, 
Uh, you're on Twitter, right? Yes. You can How can people follow you? On at Juan John Jedi, J-U-A-N-J-O-H-N-J-E-D-I. Awesome, awesome. Paul, we'll uh, throw a link to you in today's podcast. Thanks, man. You, you're welcome. All right, All right sorry. It's fun being here,